The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Hello? <laughs> did say go. Go! Go! go. Dallas Cowboys! Speaking of stampedes. <laughs> Speaking of stampedes. <laughs> Stampeding right into the earth. The most lopsided road of victory in the 63-year history of the franchise. That's what I call a stampede. And yes, this is a Victory Monday on a short week at the Star in Frisco. I think we owe this to Bill. I think we owe it to Bill. He came back, came back Friday. I think uh, actually, was I wasn't here Friday. Thursday. Yeah. I came Wednesday. back Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Left us on Friday. Friday. And, yeah. But I did make my pick to click on Friday, yes, calling in on the road. Yes, you did. And he almost went 99 yards and a half. <laughs> Tony Pollard. <laughs> you know, you may, we may have to start disqualifying Tony Pollard. From our picks to click each week, like we did Micah Parsons. Did anybody pick him? I picked him. Oh, that's mean? why he that's brought what it I'm up. Saying. Oh. See, you got all mesmerized by my Tony Dorsett memory of the yes, 99 yards yes. and a half. I was watching it. Yeah, that's right. And the hold point of that hold pick hold was hold Tony on. Pollard was my pick to click. Okay, I got it. You notice the one week that I get a good pick to click, I bring it up right off the top. Well, you should. I am, I am and impressed. We, and I we am did impressed. notice it too, by the way. Everson's now pulling up the rest yes, of the picks. Yes, I to have click. it. I have it. And you better hurry because it's a short week. The Giants will be here before you know it. <laughs> See, I had Jaron. I said one interception and six tackles. Thirty-five, thirty-one. So I was the only one close in regards to points. <laughs> so I can right. give you that much. Thirty-five, thirty-one. Thirty-five. Just, that was my... just five points off on the points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, For one team. One team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spags, you had Dak three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Twenty-seven. You I'll are... take a one thirty-nine quarterback rating. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, and you had twenty-four. 27. 24-27. Yeah. That was almost his stats in regards to yeah. his completion. 22-25. Bill had Pollard, 99 yards. I didn't put the half. Uh-huh. And your score was abysmal. Abysmal. It's <laughs> 24-20, wasn't That's it? That's horrible. That's just, you, you. Actually, I changed it on Sunday to 31-27 because that was the score of the Dorset game in 1982. That's very true. The one that you got an interception. Yes. And, and by the way, uh, Dennis Thurman had a pick six in that game. But the Cowboys sure lost did. that game. He sure did. Yeah. We were, we were, the, we were studs, man. Yep. We were like one of the top cornerback duos in the history of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mickey's perusing his legal pad, and he's got page after page of notes that he took in Minneapolis on Sunday. I was just looking at the uh, third and 15 at the 31. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it was the 32 because it ended up being a 68 yard touchdown pass. That was right? crazy. 
mm-hmm. and it was just so well crafted. Well, it was a it was a they had a four man rush, yep. and there was no pressure, and it gave Pollard time to swing out on a wheel route, and they got him on fifty eight. Yep. Um, Jordan Hicks. Hicks, right? It was no. He wasn't going to run with him, right? No way. Once he catches it, and then I believe uh, he got another, maybe a little bit of a block from Schultz down the field. Uh, he didn't need not, it. Not didn't like the it. one on the first one. Yeah. He didn't need right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he did not. He didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And Packer Peterson was no match. Mm-hmm. It's like, see ya. Because we, we were sitting there when he caught the ball. I oh, turned, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the check down. Yeah. I, I was talking about the uh, the long handoff. You're talking about the check down. I was talking about the check down. Yeah, pass. that was that was really baffling to me how that could have gone for a touchdown. Well, because there was no one there, they were all downfield over to the side. And it seems like Patrick well Peterson. Uh, it seems like Patrick Peterson was expecting a slower person. Well, see, <laughs> because that, his. <laughs> go ahead. I think people are finally starting to figure it out. The beauty of those two guys. Because they get used to one speed, and all of a sudden this guy steps on the accelerator. And it's quickness. And it's like, oh, yeah. my, he's so sudden. And, and, and it surprises people, and it surprised him. Yeah. I, I, when he caught the ball, I turned to Patrick, who was next to me, and, and I said, he's gone. And sure enough, he just outran the whole stadium. I thought the uh, checks at the line were extremely important and so well designed. Uh, I like the long handoff uh, down the field. Was it 58 again? The, the, the linebacker, the same linebacker? Probably, yeah. That was the over-the-shoulder catch. Well, I just call it a long handoff. That was just a beautiful uh, passing catch. Uh, they, read the, they read the defense well. I mean, it was, they anticipated this. Somehow, and I don't know what the game plan was, but they knew exactly what the, what Minnesota was in, and they knew exactly what to do when it came up. What Dak recognized it, uh, Schultz even recognized it. Hey, this is what we got right here. Right. Trips on one side, tight on this side. Dak Dak basically after the game said credit to Kellen Moore uh, on the play call when he did it and the play design. Yes. That that's. What they knew what work. they would be in, yeah. and it was perfect. They were in the cover four. They overloaded the trips on one side, and they, they, they brought Pollard out uh, just offset in the backfield, and it was he and Schultz working a two-man combo route. Mm-hmm. And Schultz went inside, the wheel route outside. It, it, it looked so easy. And that basically was ball game, right? That was ball game. That made it 33, and there was still 12-32 to play <laughs> in the third quarter. In the third right? quarter. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, when you look at this game, who do you – what was the catalyst? Because I, I know what it was for me. Well, to me – What unit? I'd say what unit was the it, catalyst? It was, it, to me, it was a combination of – Number one, they did a decent job stopping the run. They didn't have any big, you know, bleed of big. No doubt. Number two, the offense got them a lead. And then number three, the worst thing that could happen to the Vikings was they had to play catch-up, meaning they had to throw the ball. 
meaning the Cowboys can unleash their pass rush. Mm-hmm. They and then mostly met Michael Parsons. Seven sacks. Yeah. But you could see what the, the catalyst of this that defense was Michael Parsons and how he started off the game. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the set one the tone. that set the tone, period. And I cannot believe, and this is why they're mad at Kirk Cousins all the time, how do you not know that Michael's back there? Yeah. I mean, how did you That's not? That's exactly what, what I was saying. Doing, how man? can you have such a lack of awareness? <laughs> and he just over there like, oh, oh, I'm okay back here. No, you're not, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't think he would be silly enough to let him catch up. Mm-hmm. And so that naivete on his part, like, wow, bro, you, you are not really in tune to this game. But when I look at who, what, what unit won this game, clearly, guys, the offensive line. If the offensive line plays like this, we are not going to lose another game. Right. If the offensive line does what they do, let's face it, guys, we got great quarterbacks out there. You know I love Dak Prescott. I'll give him a lot more uh, credit than I will uh, uh, blame. But watching him with that comfort zone that he had in the pocket, you can't lose. And he stepped up a couple times when there was a lot of muck in there, but they held their own. They held their own. And, you know, the other thing he mentioned, the offensive line, on on the pass at the end of the half to CD. Yes. They pulled. The you offensive lineman out there, like, <laughs> and it was, he was planned gonna, that he was yes, going to roll. Yes, No, right? that was definitely planned. No, that was not – that was by guys, design. He had two guys with him. <laughs> yeah. They were hoping it was a One convoy. came from this side. The line, the defensive line was here. The other guy looped around ready to shield him. And one of them was the center. That's right. He was all the way out there. So that was a – and to me, I give Kellen Moore that uh, credit because that's something that we were victims of with Aaron Rodgers, and you could see that it was well-designed. And C.D. Lamb, you know, I, I, even though he didn't have the, the numbers that he really wanted to have, it was quality. Yeah. It wasn't quantity, but it was quality. And that was timely, a, timely quality. Timely. That was, that was, that's one of the better pass plays, and I mean from the design to the players themselves, that I've probably seen – in a couple of years around here. It was the leading tower of Pisa catch. That was crazy. All right. I mean, he just framed it for him right there. Since like you've gone catch. there. Yes. 31 seconds left in the half. They take over at their own 14-yard line. It says a lot hmm. about the confidence hmm. that they have in this offense. Hmm. I mean, you're already up 20-3. to three. Right. You're already up 20-3. to three. You're starting at your own 14-yard line with 31 seconds left in the half, and you decide we can we can get half a field. Hurry up, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Urgency here. I'm thinking to myself, man, just, just yeah, try I one mean, play and then just There aren't a lot of teams. Most teams would take a knee at that point. Already up 20-3. to three, And because what if – Remember the Washington game? Uh, <laughs> it went through my mind. Which was at the 50-yard line. It was a Romo pass out to, to, to Shard Choice and a fumble and a right. picked up and run for a touchdown. I mean, that would be a, a catastrophic play like that gets Minnesota in the game at 20-10. to 10. That's true. But, but see, what they did is they just chipped away. They didn't try to get the ball way down we just, the field. We just saw Brady do this uh, two weeks ago. It was, and it, everyone thought how stupid the other team was. It was a smoke screen to CD for six, threw a little out to Pollard for six, and he got out of bounds. Yep. And now there's 20 seconds left. And now 20 seconds left, and a little thing to Schultz, who barely gets out of bounds, right? 
and so, it was like seven yards. So now you're in position at the 30-yard line with 13 seconds left to make the 28-yard pass to CD. Is that crazy? Which was the Jared Cook play. And did yes, you, basically. Right. That's what that was. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and you know – and I, think, and I think Romo, cited, uh, Romo said that. Uh, it. Romo said it on the on the broadcast too. And we that, brought it up last that's week. That's the cook if you play, recall. right? And, and the week. fact that if they can just get the ball another chunk, they'll yeah. be in Maher's distance. And now we can go to the NFL officiating. There we go. All right, it's time for. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> a mix shot, boy. Even the show is better when we win. <laughs> He catches the ball. They messed around long enough where they had to call timeout because the play clock was down to like five seconds and Maher had never yet set up to kick the field goal. So now the Cowboys called timeout. So I went back and timed it real time. From the minute he caught the ball to the minute he started to kick it and somewhere out there somebody <laughs> called timeout the one of the officials right it was a minute and 51 seconds did you hear before you go did you hear a whistle no i don't understand and i could see the head referee he didn't do it the back judge didn't do it so it must have been the call comes in to one of the side judges i don't know because he wasn't in the picture but he had a minute and 51 seconds now nah, why did it take so long? What were you doing? What was the explanation? Anything there was never an explanation. Because it was of why. obvious. It, it got buzzed from on the, on up the top. On the first replay we saw, it was obvious there was a question yes. on whether or not he maintained possession down to the ground or, or trapped it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Nance and Romo didn't say it at the time uh, that there was a question on it. They were marveling at his. Keeping his both feet in bounds, right. and right. then and so, but the upstairs they should have they should have immediately right because you could see it immediately yeah, exactly. It was something it that was the first replay, yes, the first replay, and then after they kept showing it, it looked like he got his hand underneath he did. the right. ball, right? And, and, and they they got it right got as it far right. as confirming that uh, the the play stands. But the uh, the execution of it was ridiculous. Well, the timing. Exactly. If you're going to wait that long when the guy's in the motion of getting ready to kick it, seriously. That sounds shady. It was shady to me. It was all shady to me. So, if I'm a paranoid – go ahead, finish up. So no, I was going to say, go so the amazing thing is he hit from 60 yards, barely got it in the Curved right upright, down. right? Oh. And it landed – so behind the end zone there's a – checkered line right and True. It, it, it's like maybe i don't know five yards behind the end the, line the end line yeah and it was like oh it's gonna make it and it <laughs> did and then he re-kicks it and the second kick was better even than the first better. right down the middle even and better. it landed like three or four yards further that's right I, that guy's amazing he's got uh he's got uh, a mental toughness about him to be able to do that. And he's got some confidence, too. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. I mean, it was the second and third best field goals I saw this weekend. <laughs> I think he should have he should have got credit for You know four. what I'm talking about? Oh, no. Second and third best field goal I saw this weekend. Yeah, because he hit two of them. No. Yeah, but who's the first? It was, yeah, who, who was the first? His 53-yarder? No. It was a TCU game on Saturday. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and... and 
running the running the field <laughs> and kicking that thing. So I didn't see the play before. They ran uh, on TCU. Yeah, they, why did they run it? They ran it. They ran it to. They were on the left hash mark. They wanted to get in the middle. They wanted to get in the middle, and, and they were they were, out of timeouts? I guess they had used. Their, I'm sure they had used their last timeout, and so they they had about 20, 18, 20 seconds left when that play started. Ran it basically to the middle of the field, close to the right hash mark, and then it was. Offense off the field, mm-hmm. special teams on mm-hmm. the field, executed perfectly, and he got the kickoff with four seconds left Obviously, with time well, to spare. Well and this is where we lose all the Cowboy fans, so let's talk about something different. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Supreme wow. is a big He's Baylor fan. Why, you still butthurt? Producer Supreme is a big Baylor fan. That's a big rivalry game. I was just. But I guarantee you, we, Bones Fossil down the hallway there was looking on and nodding his head. Mm-hmm. That yep, that's why we practice that mm-hmm. thing. And by the and and Sonny Dyke said after the game that we practice that every Thursday He's or whatever. And, coach, and teams around the whether college ball that are well coached or in the NFL, you're practicing that all the time. It looked like when coach. I re yeah. we, so we lost it. We just getting ready. We took off just when they are starting to drive. I mm-hmm. think it was and it was like seriously it's like captain bill can you just kind (laughs) of circle around one time before we get in the air but he that it was like 17 seconds after that play was over well and then they all came running on i had a flashback to the niners game yeah i'll I'll say that much you know Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh here we go because he hit it with like two or three seconds to go Mm -hmm. yep which is nailed it just nailed it Mm -hmm. anyway let's think about this if that (laughs) <laughs> if that play, if that field goal would have been canceled, well, it was, and if he would have missed the next field goal, how embarrassing do you think the NFL would be? Yeah, in regards to that, because oh, they wouldn't be. They would. They would. They would defend it. They would, they would defend, it, defend but, it. But but man, I don't know. It would. What what is the protocol in regards to these these shady uh, moments? As far as the referees are concerned, do they? Do they have a do they, they have a list? It. Do they have a list that they they look at every week, and and you know, there are times when they actually issue an apology. Yeah. So how does I mean I know we don't have much time. Every team but. sends in a list of questionable things well, every Monday after a game. That was questionable. But the uh, well I'm not but the see, outcome was but the referees they 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 <laughs> um, they police themselves, right? Well, they go over all that stuff. Yeah, yeah and they grade them. Yeah, oh, man. absolutely. That's ridiculous. That could have been really – man, I can't even use another word because there's only one fitting word, and it's not uh, proper for this So <laughs> for he – So he – Maurer became – which, by the way, at, I didn't I check it. I cannot think of another word. You could look it up in there, but supposedly today's his birthday. Who? Maurer's. Wow. Really? And Troy Aikman's, mm. by the way. Yeah, I know it's Troy's. Yeah, we signed uh, his birthday. Yeah. So Maurer's now got four 60-yard – Field goals in the his only career. one in history, right? Only one in history, and that's over the Baltimore kicker. And that's twice as many as anybody else has got. That's crazy. Everybody else, the record was two. All right, there's much, much, yes. much more to mm. get to on this monumental win in Minnesota on Sunday, and we get to it when Mick Shots continues in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. 
More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. And call now, 214-225-4860. That's kpostcompany.com. All right, uh, we're talking Cowboys and Vikings. And uh, right off the top, Everson talked about one of the keys to the game. Uh, it was Michael Parsons setting the tone on the first series of the game, third play of the game with the sack of Cousins. And then what the Cowboys offensive line did throughout this game, how well they are playing. Here's the other thing. When you look at the Vikings offensive line, we brought this up last week. First half of the season, their starting offensive lineman missed a grand total of three offensive snaps the first eight games of the season. Not so much. And then Christian Derrissaw, their left tackle, got knocked out of last week's game against Buffalo, didn't play in this one with a concussion. No, also he started left, off. Also lost their left guard. Yes. Yep. But Derrissaw gave up the first sack. That's right. That's right. He and sure then he did. went out. He okay. sure did. So I don't know if it was any worse. Because Romo was saying, boy, that he never really gives it up that easily. You know, talking about mm-hmm. the offensive lineman. And, and, and even though Parsons has been playing well, he's, he said, man, that was very unusual. The first for him. sack the was first sack. beats Darius. Yeah. But you, yeah. it gets back to uh, how important it is to have healthy offensive linemen. Yes. And now you're looking at a Cowboys team on their offensive line getting healthier. They even, in a 40-3 to win, were able to slide Tyler Smith inside to left guard, give Peters uh, some reps at uh, left tackle. And, you know, Tyron continues his rehab, and they're building 
building some depth there on their offensive line and some versatility. Too. Peter, think, Peter's pretty tired today. I think yeah. I think that's why they did that, anticipating when Tyron comes back, can we put exactly. Tyler inside uh, for McGovern, mm-hmm. and then McGovern becomes your backup center, and you don't have to elevate somebody off the practice squad because now they're out of elevations for um, – what's his name? Uh, Dakota Shepley. Shepley. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was some forethought. Maybe you get through this game, you got 10 days, and maybe 1st of December, Tyron's ready to maybe get back out there. Mm-hmm. And you, you see where you go. But, yeah, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, when you get injuries on the offensive line, nobody – you know, it's like you're in pretty good shape if you have five guys, right? But generally six, but after that, you're probably in trouble in this mm-hmm. league on the offensive line. Yeah, it was good to see him set the tone. Uh, and when we start talking about how we handled the, the, the rushing game, I never really, for some reason, it didn't come to my mind, but Fowler was someone that we should have talked about last week. You know, that could be someone that could could be part of that three-linebacker set. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we really talked about it because we're talking about Jay Ron coming in and, and moving Wilson to the back. But I think Fowler should get a lot more time in, uh, in run situation defense, you know, starting the game first down with those three uh, – finding three linebackers that can really help us control that running game as opposed to our nickel formation. Well, they, did, they didn't mess around in this one with Mm-mm. Barr out. And I saw him walking around before the game down on the sideline. It looked like his, he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. But then I saw him going out there hugging former buddies. And I was right. like, yeah, maybe not. Right. They started Damone Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up, oh, I did. 43 snaps. 43. Okay. He played well. Yeah. He played well. And, you know, they, they I mean. And Vander Van Esch had 42 snaps. So. Boy, and and Vander Esch was not there in the end. Gifford got some snaps. You yeah. saw that, huh? You saw too. Gifford got some snaps. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah late. But he also still, got I, two, I like the fact that he got in. Two yeah. more special two teams more tackled special teams and a tackled. forced fumble. This guy's looking good, man. He's really making his move. And this, this is good for the team. Yeah. It's not just for him. This is good for the team. This guy's making plays. He's making a difference in the game. Because they're, you know, they're, yeah, you see them celebrate when mm-hmm. he – does something. He's like Which, the, he's by like the way, the, I, I thought it was funny when I watched the replay of CD's catch. So, on the sideline, Britt Brown, Dave Abruzzi, and Dr. Fowler, it's a catch! They, <laughs> they, they called it. They were standing right by where the ball came down. Along with, uh, I, I think, Diggs was, no, Diggs was, yeah, Diggs was there too, yeah. right? It was pretty funny. Speaking of digs, all right. How about yes. digs on Justin Jefferson yesterday? Man, what are you talking about? That's that's a man right there. And if he would, I told my daughter, I said because she loves him, I said if he would have caught that one handed interception, oh. I said you would have said, Dad, he's 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 better than you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he would have caught that, I would have said he's better than you me. You know what he said afterwards? <laughs> What's that? He said I needed some stickle. <laughs> <laughs> Going back, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, what uh, three catches, thirty-three uh, yards, yards. Mm-hmm. and this was after last year. It was two catches, twenty-one yards. And and you know you got to give credit what credit is due. 
he was able to do that a lot because of that defensive uh, line uh, had pressure, right? He was he was panicking in the pocket at all times. Yeah. He never did feel comfortable. I mean, even if Jefferson would have been open, he's too busy. He wasn't looking downfield. He was looking at all that that stuff in front That's of him. That's why the tight end he, got the majority of the catches, mm-hmm. right? He couldn't find Jefferson whether he was open <laughs> it or would not matter. Open or not open. <laughs> all he saw was purple. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, all he saw was stars. That's uh-huh. all he saw was stars. <laughs> so now that's what you want from your your cornerback. They I didn't know that that was the only I thought we had u- used him to follow receivers more than this particular game. Did it last week with Lazard. Okay. And, and that's the, the one two catch, times we've done it. The, the catch Lazard had, mm-hmm. he was lined up in the slot, and that's the one Bland fell down on uh-huh. off, the, off the line of scrimmage. Should have done him with Watson instead of Lazard yeah. last week. Well, <laughs> as it turned out, they should have switched, mm-hmm. right? Uh, should have looked at our scouting report on Watson. But I think, I think a lot of what they, they were trying to keep, and I don't know why people don't see this, and maybe the Cowboys changed, a lot of the times when – that receiver's in the slot. They don't want Diggs in the slot. Uh, but, you know, maybe he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, as, a, as a, a young man, it's really tough to play that slot position. Right. You're just, you're just bad. Uh, Darren Woodson, uh, I give him credit all the time. As a strong safety, he played that slot so well. It was impressive. I was forced to do it myself uh, with the Giants, and I, my, my uh, experience helped me. But Diggs is younger. Yeah, and covering that slot is really kind of difficult for someone young like him. Still talented enough to do it, but uh, this is something I think they need to make a a note of. Okay, if we've got teams where they've got a, a catalyst, then we need to put our best man on him. Period. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Michael Parsons, I like the way they played him yesterday. There were some times when he wasn't even in the game. And I'm talking about while the game was still intact. Yeah, yeah. he only had 38 snaps. Yeah. And so, man, D-Law came through. Yep. You talked about Clark coming Ar- through. Armstrong. J-Ron came through. Dorrance again. I, said, I texted you guys. Did now, you see that? Now he wants to get two sacks. Right. Remember, and, that was my and, pick to click to he, get two sacks last week. So, so, yeah. He ends up Armstrong, two sacks. That gives him seven for the season. Wow. That's a career high. Wow. With, what, seven games to go? Mm-hmm. Uh Two tackles for losses, three quarterback hits, and a forced fumble. Yeah, I saw that last night. That was a man's line yes, there. Yes, that's right. But see, that's what they need on the other side of Lawrence. They can't be just one-sided and everybody says, okay, we're going to take care of Lawrence or we're going to take care of Parsons and we'll deal with the other side. Well, the other side needs to come through. Um, so now four players with five or more sacks, I think. Parsons has ten. Armstrong has yeah, seven, Lawrence has ten. six, and Fowler has five. And Armstrong has what? Seven. Seven. That's a career high for him. He had six last year. So that's pretty good for you. With man. seven games left. Rand, Randy good. Gregory, what do you got for me? That's right. You know, and, that's right. And they ended up saving money on that. <laughs> yes, they did. So, <laughs> well, you know, those guys were itching to get in last year. You know, I mean, they, we knew what it was all about. And by the way, did you see Ridgeway? What he did. No. What he did to this little running back for, I think it was the Texans they were playing. They were playing the Texans, yeah. (laughs) He picked the guy up like the guy's face was in his crotch. He picked him up and and just 
like MMF. He just back I me, mean, just just slammed it to the ground like like a wrestler. Really, like no, a little kid. No penalty. No, no, because the guy wouldn't go down. It's <laughs> so, like all right. Yeah, I'm like you want to go down? Then he just kind of flipped him over. Paul Bunyan. Yes, yes. So, no, we we had guys last year who are getting more time this year, who are really showing up our defensive line, and they just adds to our depth. That's you know all what? It does. And I'll tell you. Um, that's a luxury to have you, Michael Parsons on the sideline. You mentioned Parsons, yeah. That he, he, and then when he looked like he got hurt, um, and he said afterwards he, he never felt his knee feel that way, right. but he walked it off. But then he came back in, and I'm guessing they couldn't tie him down is my guess, right? Because there was no need for him to come back in the game, right? No, there's Micah Parsons, right? Um, you got to love it. And you've seen in the locker room afterwards uh, – Dan Quinn was walking through, fist bumping the defensive guys, and and I caught up with him and I said, "Well, was that a response?" He goes, "Was that a response?" Right, and he just kept walking and walked out. So, I wish I knew his defense well enough to know what the adjustments were that they made, mm-hmm. because clearly there was some adjustments made. No more gashes. You had Cook did a good job. You know. Yeah, and even when he had five or six yard run, he had to struggle for yes, it. Yes, he did. It wasn't those gaping it holes was not. like it, it was, was the not. week before. Mm-mm. And you know, there were times when Vander Esch was able to step into the hole. He sure did. And meet the guy at he the line sure of scrimmage, did. right? Now, that's what I want to see from him. And I know he's got to be thinking about his neck all the time. It's just normal. And that's why I. I point out that he kind of goes around blocks a little bit because I would too if I had my, uh, the surgery that he had. But if you start looking at what he did yesterday, I saw no retreating. I saw him being aggressive as I've ever seen him in the hole. And he burst. They, they have that bubble where they have the linebacker between the linebacker and the lineman. He burst that bubble every time. They had nine guys that had at least three tackles. And two of those guys, Van Der Esch, and Damone Clark. Uh, each had three. Uh, Kirst led with five, Parsons four, Armstrong and Brown and Diggs and Van Der Esch and Clark, Sam Williams and Gallimore, all three tackles. And a lot of that was they had to quit running. <laughs> right? It was time That's to throw. Right. They had to. And, and they didn't <clears throat> have time to throw. So, um, by the way, that was uh, Mike McCarthy's 150th career win. Oh, okay. And that first touchdown pass from Dak was his 150th career touchdown yeah, pass. And now he's got 151. So. How about that for symmetry? Hmm. <laughs> so yes. a little less than 13 years at Green Bay and now three years here. So 150 wins in uh, 16, 16 seasons. seasons. It's nearly 10 wins a season. That's not bad. Not bad at all. He's only had like two maybe losing seasons. Well, three maybe. One here, I think his last year when he got fired, they had a losing season. And then early on, his third year, I think it looked like they had put it together the mm-hmm. second year and then they had a losing season if I remember. Then they were 8 and 8 his first year in Green Bay after starting off 4 and 8. Mhm. They so, were yeah they were eight and eight his first year six and ten in two thousand eight. Uh, in Green Bay he had 
in 07, a 13-win season. Then from 09 through 12, 11 wins, 10 wins, 15 wins, 11 wins. Damn, 15 went wins. Eight, eight, that was the year after they won the Super Bowl. They went 15-1. and one. Uh, And then 8-7-1 in 2013. And then three more, 12 win, 10 win, 10 win. And then 2017, 7-9, seven 2018, 4-7-1. So three seasons under 500 for him in Green Bay, and, and then, then one, one here. And he is now here in the last two seasons, 19 and eight, here in Dallas. Well, throw out the COVID year. There was another stat I forgot it that if they had beaten the Packers, he would have passed somebody. Lombardi. Lombardi, yeah. Wow. Well, no, I just made no, that No, no, I think no, that might have been. That? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> that might have been it. Think about Lombardi. Come on. He's going to pass you, him for and they weren't. He, of all people, Maybe, had to think about Lombardi. I don't know if it was career wins or I can't remember. Right, but it now was you're going to make me look that up. <laughs> we, yeah. should, we should figure these things out like That's right. before. That's, no, man, that would take. Or while we're that, going to break. Preparation, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's long past Lombardi. Okay, I've, I you know, you know the other thing with Lombardi, they, they played so few games back then. Yeah, I mean, fourteen and 12, twelve, twelve game seasons. Uh, Lombardi's career record was uh, ninety six and thirty four in the regular season. Ninety six, thirty four, and six. One oh five wins overall, which but even the playoffs were just like one game. It was two yeah. games, and, yeah. and and then with Super Bowl would have been two games early, right? You win the you win the no NFC a, no title AFL. game, no AFL. Yeah, you no win the AFL. title game, and then you play for the Super Bowl in sixty six and sixty seven, and then he retired. Phil Bankston became the head coach, and then the Redskins hired him. For one year. Yeah. All right. So there's your Vince Lombardi update for today. <laughs> hey, we cover all right. it all here. <laughs> all right. And you're going to cover it here because I've got to bail early. All right. Okay. So last segment, it's the Mickey and Everson show. There you go, baby. And Mix Shots continues in a moment. We had go a beer. lot of practice on that last week. <laughs> we paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. 
Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, to mixed shots. Thanksgiving week is finally here. Get ready for the annual Dallas Cowboys showdown with game day essentials from tailgating to cold weather gear. We have you covered. Stop by your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience and do turkey day the Cowboys way. As we continue here Without Bill Jones for our final segment here on Mix Shots in the SWBC podcast studio following that Cowboys 40-3 victory over the erstwhile 8-1 <laughs> Vikings. You know, that's what made, you know, not only do you wipe out an opponent, but you do it there yep. and against the team that was 8-1. And we talked about the point differential. Right. Uh, They have been winning close games, and we said it last week. When you're winning games like that, you come just closer and closer to losing. And I I tweeted out, because kind of how we were last year, we were rolling, and all of a sudden the Broncos come to town, and then we we crapped the bed. And so I think I sent out a tweet that said, the Minnesota Vikings look like the Dallas Cowboys playing against the Denver Broncos, (laughs) which is really – well. That's what it looked like. Somebody brought that up. Th- that's exactly what it looked Somebody like. Somebody said, you know, last year against the Broncos, you know, the, here's what happened after our bye. And then we came back the next week, and I think they beat up maybe Atlanta or something but like they, that. But they were never quality teams, right. and that was always our uh, complaint. Well, when it was halftime, and even at 23-3, to I kept thinking of the stat I found. I can't remember if I said it here or I saw it, I saw it later that the Vikings in the fourth quarter had outscored their opponents 83-40. to (laughs) And I'm going, okay, they better not let them get close. The third quarter was going by way too slow. And then when the third quarter finished 37-3, to I said, yeah, maybe they can hang on. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think we got a comeback coming in in this one. So, uh, yeah, um, rather uh, amazing that they pulled away on the – and if you would have – heard that place. I don't know if it came across on TV. I mean, it was loud. It was, it was, I mean, yeah. it was it was viciously loud. When and they the, did, they do the skull. The skull yeah, clap. that's when it was really oh, loud. Yeah. And, and I had forgotten about that part because, you know, before they used to have that godforsaken horn yeah. down on the field. The little Viking guy. Well, it's yeah. not down there anymore. It's up near one of the video boards where they got that drum, right? The guy's beating on the drum before. I was like, golly. And, and, and so I said, I wrote in my column, I said, yeah, the last time we saw clapping was before the kickoff. Right, because right. all of a sudden that went away, all that skull stuff. And so Kirk Cousins, once again, they said if it's not a noon game, it's a, it's a it's a coin toss because you don't know how he's going games. to play, and I don't. 
I don't know if it was as much uh, his inability or our ability to make plays. You know, I mean, it's, we came out there with, this, with an aggressive game plan. And we didn't make any mistakes, Bags. Right. You see, that's what happens in games like this. We would come out and beat ourselves, and it, but it looks like we're no good. You know, but no, we come out and beat ourselves. We make the other team look so good. And I'm looking at this game, and as much as I want to fault Minnesota for being inept, uh, I think we came out and did what we were supposed to do. And once again, it starts up front. You can make all the mistakes you want. If you can control that defensive line, and obviously if, you can, if our defensive line can control, control the offensive, offensive line, line. Right. then you can make all the mistakes you want. There's no way I could, could have seen a 40-3 to three win. Right. But I could see a team going in, just like we did last year, going in, playing solid football, and making sure we don't beat ourselves. So Cousins ended up. 12 of 23 for 105 yards. That's, that's pitiful. With a 64.6 quarterback rating. And how many times did he get sacked? Seven. And he got hit 13 times, I believe it was. What did I say? I think I went over it. Yeah, quarterback hits 13, uh, four passes deflected, and eight tackles for losses. Wow. I mean, that's that's monster game. And then in the meantime, and this was funny because last week, uh, Thursday, when Dak did his um, interview and he, was, he had to answer questions about being erratic, uh, about people saying they can't weak win with Dak, right. he's the weak link. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I'll stick that right up. Uh, he said – and, and he, he was somewhat this is before the game. Before the game on Thursday, polite about it, saying, "Well, you know, to me, he goes when I play. Uh, if the ball is hitting the ground, then I got to get better. Meaning, I got to complete all my passes." He was 22 of 25 for 276 yards, two touchdowns, a 139.3 QB rating. Mm-hmm. And so my point to people was. Don't start coming up with all these everlasting conclusions after one game. Right. Same thing about this. Now, mm-hmm. let's see what happens. And they, somebody put that in their heads, and I guess it's McCarthy after the game. It's like, okay, let's not get carried away. We got another game That's in four right. days, there right? You and you, you can't, and as Dak said, we can't be sitting here smelling ourselves, yeah. right? Uh, you got to get ready. But he answered these people, and somebody said something about, uh, Whatever got said on Twitter, I guess his brother stuck up for him on yeah, Twitter. Tad. Tad, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then 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 he finally, you know, he mentioned it and he used the word erratic and he goes things like that stay and stick right in me. Mm-hmm. He said, but intrinsically, I don't need other people to motivate me. I'm intrinsically he put I'm intrinsically motivated by myself. And he, you can, you, we always knew that, right? You know, I mean, he, there's nothing about oh, oh well, take that. You know, we can say that. We can say, yeah. okay, well, yeah, you talked about him this last week. Well, yeah, this week, take that. And so, but as far as I'm concerned, he has always been self-motivating. As a matter of fact, we talk about it all the time, just about being a Cowboys quarterback. And Romo did, was the same way. You know, they love to hate you. Yeah. They just love to hate you. That's just the way it is. And and, and both of them have enough faults for people to, to fall back on all the time because this team itself is not a perfect team. 
So when you're leading a team that has its own flaws and you have your flaws, then it's easy. You, you, you can become an easy target when you lose. And, and, and you got to be thick-skinned, uh, Spags, and both of them, I think, were very thick Right, and, and remember we talked about last week how he falls on his sword, yes. right? The two yes. interceptions. Mm-hmm. But from afar, if you don't see the game, ah, oh, he threw two interceptions, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, the point was, so now in these last three games, they've put up, more than 400 yards total offense, yep. 442, 421, and then I believe this game was 458. Mm-hmm. And it was the offense, 42 points, 28 points, mm-hmm. and now 40 points. Right. So don't tell me he's erratic, right? I get the interceptions. Uh, but, again, they put up 28 points last week. You can't score 40 every week to win. Well, they've done it two of the last three games. And that's amazing. As you even go back through the Super Bowl teams, you know, our offense wasn't necessarily putting up 40 points a game. Right. I mean, they were solid 20-point games, 28-point games. But the defense held them off, and they made the plays when they needed, when they to, needed make the to make play. them. Right? And once again, we go back to that. I'm not as impressed with the numbers as I am with the moments. That that Maher, Maher moment, that was a moment. Right. I mean, come on, man. You hit two in a row. And I, I, I tweet, like, take that. And I wanted to say, take that yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, come on. That was a moment. And that's where you know that you've got a team. It's not about one person. It's not about uh, one unit. When he went out there and kicked the second one, well, you just got to hold up the finger, man. They you were just pro- hold it I'll up. tell you, they were bouncing <laughs> off the walls in the locker room at <laughs> they, halftime. They right? should have been. Right. You just, did you see Dad going in at halftime? Oh, yeah. He's almost spitting on himself. He was so <laughs> excited. I mean, and, and we all were. I stood up in my room like, take that. Yeah. Because to me, that was a big moment of uh, accountability for and, us. And it was only us. three points, but it was, the, it was the moment, right? It was the moment. I mean, take the first series for Minnesota, right? They wanted the ball. That's you right. Got a, you got a sack. That's right. The moment. That was a moment. That the was a moment. was a moment. Uh, and then the Pollard. And the kick was a moment. Yeah. yeah. So, but you got to have those, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to just march down the field, play after play after play. And my boy Brown. Yes. Brown, that was good. <laughs> it was such a, such a weird moment because, of course, Romo brought it up. I think Dez also tweeted about it, you right. know, in regards to how familiar. It was almost the same. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a different catch because <laughs> right. it wasn't contested. But, right. boy, he lunged forward, and it's like, oh. And you can see his knee hit before the ball Mm -hmm. hit the ground. Still, that was the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's 12.50 already. Oh, dang. Sorry there, Christopher. We're in in extra time, (laughs) as they say in soccer. (laughs) All right, that's it for Mix Shots here on DallasCowboys.com, and we'll talk at you again tomorrow. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!